0: so excited to be here with you right now. You really just need to know that. I was telling a friend the other day how life-giving podcasting is for me. It's like my journal that I air out and share with the world. It is food for my soul. So thank you. Thank you for being here. So feel free to take what you like and leave what you don't as I work out this thing called life. I hope you'll stay and be encouraged today, but if there's something I say that doesn't sit right with you, please know it's okay, it's fine. You're loved either way. If you listened to my previous show, you know I'm really, really into my water machine by magic. It's called a Kangen machine and it produces molecular hydrogen rich water. So, what is molecular hydrogen, you might ask? All other forms of water have two separate hydrogen atoms, while congan water has an addition of a hydrogen atom. Cells are made up of 70% water. That's a lot of water. Mostly water. But the cell membrane is made up of mostly lipids, which are fats. This means it's hard for water to enter our cells, Water cannot enter the cell membrane without a channel protein. Okay, stay with me. Having enough rich water and hydrogen will help our cells hydrate more effectively because it is able to bypass the channel protein and diffuse straight into our cells. Super cool. Meaning we can drink less water and feel more hydrated and protect our cells from oxidative damage. Hydrogen-rich water also gets through the blood-brain barrier more effectively, hydrating our brain and protecting it from different diseases and health conditions. There's over like a thousand scientific publications on molecular hydrogen, and they are suggesting that molecular hydrogen has a therapeutic potential in over 170 different human and animal diseases. That's a lot. Molecular hydrogen is a selective antioxidant, meaning it only goes after harmful free radicals in our body to neutralize them by lending an electron to them, combating oxidative stress and chronic inflammation in our bodies. Are you still with me? Hang in there. It's gonna get good. Slowing down the aging process. Hello. Super cool. To put this into perspective, it takes Five pounds of blueberries to get the same antioxidants as a one cup of Kongan water. But even if you ate five pounds of blueberries a day, you wouldn't be getting the selective antioxidant effects of molecular hydrogen, meaning you could be neutralizing the beneficial free radicals our bodies need. But, friend, don't take my word for it. Don't even listen if you don't want to. Just head over to PubMed. gov and type in electrolyzed reduced water or molecular hydrogen and spend some time researching what the evidence says about this water. It's super cool. Remember, I'm not a doctor or any kind of healthcare provider. I'm just a girl who loves science and research. I'm an Enneagram one wing two, and this is where the one in me just goes nuts. I love finding products that promote a healthy mind and body like the one God originally intended for us to have. So if you're interested in learning more about the many benefits of Kongan water, send me an email at elise at elisemarsh.com or, you know, social media. So are you ready for the big news? I'm pregnant. Yep crazy we will just start with the big exciting news right out the gate i found out i was pregnant about 10 days after leaving washington in our fifth wheel it took me a while for it to set in i just had to laugh at first you guys god you're funny of course you'd wait until we left washington to give us a baby and if you've known me through the years, you know I wanted more babies like the second after Indy was born. <laughs> Honestly, I thought we'd have a third baby two years after my second one was born and we'd just have them two, four, six and space them out. I had no idea what the last six years in between then and now would hold I've obviously loved pregnancy and birth since I was a little girl, and always thought I'd have this big house full of small little humans around me. And first, let me just acknowledge all of the people who struggle with infertility and trying to trying to conceive, the families waiting decades and years for their miracle baby. I know there are families who grow their family through fertility treatments and others who adopt babies or foster children who need families to love them. I found myself for so many years feeling guilty for wanting more when I was already so blessed. I had two wonderful children who brought me so much life and I still had this ache for more babies. How greedy and selfish was I? I had two perfect children and some families don't even have one baby. How could I want more when I loved what I had so much? A lot of heartache, trials, and growth happened in between the time I thought I'd have more babies and this very moment. Years of working through health challenges with my son, years of growing to learn how to support my daughter as she learns, perceives, and senses her world so differently than typical children, years of fighting for a marriage I didn't know would make it years of hanging on to the promises of the Lord when I couldn't even imagine how they might come to pass. I have journals full of prayers asking God to take away this longing in my heart for a baby if it wasn't ever going to be my reality. Journals full of prayers asking God to change my heart, change my husband's heart, or change my circumstances. And oh, how God is so sovereign. Oh, how he doesn't bless us with a gift that will hurt us. Oh, how his timing is so perfect. You guys, I just sold my dream home in Washington that I always pictured myself having the most dreamy home birth in. I sold that house and along with it, my dream of having a baby in that very bathtub with a view. And here I sit in my RV pregnant. I mean, it's pretty entertaining. You have to laugh. God could have given me a baby anytime over the last six years, and he chose right now. Smack in the middle of a world falling apart. No big deal, but more on that later. But I had to walk through what I have the last few years. I had to grow. I had to find myself again. I had to surrender all my hopes and dreams at the feet of Jesus And trust him. Y'all, I literally left everything I'd known and the life I thought I'd have in Washington and hit the road believing God had something better. I left my community, my home, my family, my friends, my kids' friends, my dream job. Everything I had spent my life on in Washington and pulled out of the driveway. And 10 days later, the baby I'd dreamed of became a reality. I laid it all down. I talked about this a little bit more in the previous episode. So if you missed it, go listen. Can we really know that Jesus is enough for us when we have all of our needs met? When we have the home, the job, the family, the friends, the kids we want. Can we really know that Jesus is our everything? I'm sure we'd all like to think that, that Jesus is our everything. But how can we really know? It's in the losing that we find all we've gained. It's when we don't have our friends, our communities, our dream careers that we find out where our true joy is found. Take away the comfortable life you're you're living and see how you feel. Leaving Washington felt like my getting out of the boat moment. I got to lay my hopes and my dreams down in complete surrender, believing the Lord would lead us to a new life, and he has. We've been on this road almost three months, and this season feels like I went to boot camp with Jesus. The Lord removed me from everything I relied on so that I could become more fully dependent on Him. This pace of life can be adventurous, but it can also be quiet. Yes, we do crazy fun things that most people don't do on a Tuesday. We've seen national parks, monuments, zoos, museums, the ocean, theme parks, played laser tag, roasted a lot of marshmallows, made new friends, spent time with old friends, and made so many lasting memories. But not every day is a hype day. We do school inside sometimes. It rains. Sometimes we're in a place with not a whole lot to do, but we need to stay put while Jeff works. Sometimes the days are quiet and boring. There are no play dates, no chiropractor appointments, no mom's night outs, no spontaneous dinners with family. And as much as I feel that tug of war in my heart of missing life in Washington, I've needed this space to care for myself. This is my forced pause. It's a forced pause on the move. I'm remembering how to take care of myself again because I don't have the responsibilities I once had. God knew I'd need this RV life on the road before baby number three showed its face. I love pregnancy for so many reasons, but I think this unique time and space where you are so primed to grow is my favorite. You grow mentally, spiritually, and emotionally in pregnancy. Not only is your belly expanding, and mine is expanding, but so is your heart so is your ability to adapt and change and become something new. Your hormones help you out a good deal with this. You're physically and emotionally primed to change. What a beautiful dance it is. This part of pregnancy fills my heart with wonder, and I love that about this transformation. Friends, we've been on the road for three months. And I'll tell you, this lifestyle is one of high highs and low lows. The highs are just that, high, and the lows are low. My low, like I've said, is loneliness. I knew this would be the hardest part of this lifestyle for me. You find out real quick where your weaknesses are living life this way. It all gets exposed. I think we would all like to say that Jesus is are everything, but again how can we really know if he's enough if he's enough to sustain you if your joy will remain when you walk away from the things that filled your life with satisfaction when you walk away from your home your family your nephews your soul sisters your work where you use your gifts to bless others your community and all the comforts that come from being known where you are is jesus really enough for you then is he everything you thought he would be when you're walking into the unknown well i'll tell you you'll find out really quickly if jesus is enough for you are any of those things bad no they're gifts but if you didn't have your job your family your community your people your familiar comforts would you be satisfied in jesus my friend would you have joy that overflows I knew my friends were part of my firm foundation. They always have been. Since I was a little girl, I've relied on my people when my world felt scary or uncertain. But here I was leaving my safe place. And would I still be safe with Jesus? Of course I knew it would be. But living it out is an entirely different experience. You feel your weaknesses when you intentionally put yourself in a position to grow. And it's not bad. I've sensed this feeling in my spirit for, gosh, like a year now. It's this nudge that says, get ready, dig in, settle in, prepare yourself, prepare your family, get ready, because something is about to shift. And I know I'm not the only one feeling this urge to settle in and pull your people in close. And this isn't about becoming a prepper and buying a pellets of toilet paper but if that works for you, go for it. Maybe I'll borrow some of yours because y'all know I don't have that much room in my RV. This, but this, you guys, is about getting your relationship with Jesus solid. If you haven't already, press into the things of the Lord. Press in deeper, my friend. What's coming in this next season is going to shake your faith, and if you're not ready, well, you know what happened to the house built on sand you guys, this feeling is in my guts. Now is the time to dig into the things of the Lord. Dig in deeper into your inner healing. Get the deliverance you need. It's time to go to that next level in your faith. And it's it's urgent. Read your Bibles. Listen to the messages. Do the Bible studies. Pray with your friends and strengthen those prayer muscles. Take yourself to the spiritual gym, and get your workout on. I'm going to have a link in the show notes to one of my favorite books on deliverance and inner healing. And if those two words sound foreign to you, that's okay. Basically, it just means we all have junk and trauma in our lives. If you're over the age of 30, then you have some kind of crap in your past, you need to get healed. But Jesus already paid the price for our healing and deliverance. He came to Free us of all the triggers and pain in our past and present lives. My mentor wrote a book called Pathways to Healing and Freedom, and I'll link it in my show notes for you so you can go order it. It's really good, it's like a comprehensive handbook on getting through your crap. There's a deeper level of healing for you available, so just go after it. What are you waiting for? Gather your people, your community, The people who are going to show up for you, bring you food when you need it, take your kids, walk your dog, and see you through the storms of life. The people you're going to sit next to at the table for hours after dinner and laugh with, those are the ones you invest in. Don't waste your time on fringe relationships right now. You don't have time for that. God has too much he wants to do in you invest in the people who love you on your worst days who savor the goodness in your life on your best days who will share the toilet paper with you if you run out you need a strong community of believers who know how to support one another with the practical everyday needs in life you guys i know why jesus went away a lot by himself I know why he needed so much solitude. He had great friends, wonderful friends, a community who loved and adored him, but he still needed to get away, alone, by himself, without the responsibilities of his everyday life. This RV life sometimes, like I said, it's boot camp. I've placed myself in this quiet bubble. Well, a whole lot less quiet, I'll say that, I think it is so easy to forget how much solitude our souls really do need, especially as an extrovert. I get energy from being with people, and being by myself makes me sleepy, literally. Leave me alone by myself, and I'll fall asleep. But our culture and our world is just loud and noisy, and our souls were never meant to function with lives so fast-paced and full and we know when we've had enough. Our bodies quit on us. We have mental health challenges like anxiety, depression, and PTSD. Our bodies and our brains talk to us all the time about how our soul is doing. We just get really good at ignoring the signals. But we all need peace and quiet in our souls. Psalm 62, 1-2 says, I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from Him he alone is my rock and my salvation my fortress will i will never be shaken and you can't get peace and quiet in your soul without some serious time with jesus i don't have the responsibilities i once had and my brain and my heart have so much more margin i have the space to sit and to be i can't continually be pouring out to others in my life if i'm not spending alone time with jesus And you guys sometimes it kind of feels like I've died in a way over here now don't freak out but hear me out on this when someone passes away there's grieving there's loss there's sadness but for the majority of people who knew this person life goes on life continues just as it did before someone died sure Depending on how closely you knew this person, you might think of them from time to time. You might miss them. Life might take a serious pause for about a month or two. And then you're still going to the grocery store for milk. You're still getting up for work. You're still making meals for your family. You're still paying your bills. It is only the people who were closest to someone who passes away that are forever Changed. Really, who are those people? They're your family. They're the people you live with every day. Your friends will miss you and remember you, but your family and your closest loved ones will be the people who will navigate the changing seasons of grief for the rest of their days. There will be days people think of you more and sometimes less, but who will be forever changed by your absence? Whose life? is going to look dramatically different if you're gone. This isn't meant to be morbid, but to encourage you to invest in the lives who will be changed if you weren't there. I didn't die, of course. I just moved. But I literally kind of disappeared from my everyday life as it used to be. Who noticed? Who was impacted by my everyday presence? I can live my days out here on the road with my people and if I don't post on social media about it or text my friends or family, no one knows what I'm doing or how my life is going. The only people who know what I'm doing are the people I live with in my trailer and the folks I choose to tell. But if my phone sank to the bottom of the Atlantic, you wouldn't know I existed. My life could be invisible if I wanted it to be. And there's something powerful about that realization. What matters? How much of what we think about and worry about and stress about matters? Jesus sees me when I feel invisible, and he surely sees you too. And that, my friend, is what matters. If you want to be truly seen, truly known, get with Jesus alone. When it's quiet, in the stillness, you will hear from the Lord. So for now, I'll take my invisible moments and relish in this time to be with Jesus because my gut is telling me my days won't always be this quiet. Our world is only going to get crazier and we are going to need the foundation we built in the quiet place to sustain us. Friend, if we don't get this down, we will all end up with weak faith and empty and shallow souls that have been contaminated with the lives of our culture that surrounds us. The Western American church is weak, weak sauce. She has been for a long time, but now we can see the cracks and the holes in her as the pressure rises. Let's get stronger together. Do you ever sit back and think, God chose me to live at such a time as this. He knew what would happen in our culture, and he said, I choose you. I choose you to raise a generation that will stand for Jesus and bring back a revival that will usher in the glory of God. I knew everything that would fall, and I decided that I wanted you in the fight, in the battle for freedom and truth. I choose you for such a time as this. Does that ever just humble you and bring you to your knees? Wow, I don't know that I'm worthy, but Jesus, send me, use me. I want my life to be a life of service to your kingdom. Friend, it's time to build your house on the rock. You may have grown up singing, build your house upon the rock. But now you're gonna have to live it. This isn't just a Sunday school song anymore. Matthew seven, twenty four through twenty five says Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. We are training our children for the world they will inherit. And right now, it's not looking so good. But a lot can change in one generation. We have our work cut out for us, friends. And I hate to break it to you, but spending 15 minutes a day reading a devotional to your children is not gonna cut it. You will have to sacrifice much if you want to build a strong, firm, foundation in christ for your children one that will provide them the mental physical and spiritual strength that will form the bedrock of their spiritual formation if you want children who are going to grow up and stand firm and strong for christ in the face of persecution it is going to cost you something These principles are formed through daily instruction, worked out morning, noon, and night, so that your child's very soul will be shaped by the principles of wisdom, godly choices, and convictions. Friend, this kind of spiritual formation takes years. It takes an entire childhood, and it's our job, no one else's, not your children's nanny or school teacher, Awana leader, grandparent, or children's ministry worker. It's your role. We can't do it all on our own. So fill in the gaps for yourself where you need them. Fill your child's life with people who will help form their worldview and be intentional about it. Today, your children need you to show up. They need constant instruction, correction of their behaviors that need it. Hello. And an intentional focus on your relationship with them they need to connect with you every single day it's eye contact a blessing as they go to bed a hug in the middle of the day when they need a reset a patient conversation when you don't want to have that conversation again there is a battle for the lives of our children the enemy is coming for them and he's turning up the heat but he better watch out because parents, like the ones I know you are, don't mess around. We won't sit back and watch the enemy steal the minds of our children. You've been called to be called a hero, my friend. Sally Clarkson said, heroes are made in times of battle and our lives will tell a story. Each of us has been granted a portion from God, our own circumstances, obstacles, and challenges in which we are the only ones who can choose to be faithful and courageous. I had this conversation the other day with a friend as massive amounts of people leave Washington State. People are literally fleeing the tyranny. Our country surely appears to be dividing as the North and the South once did during the Civil War. I know there are some of you who don't want to pick a side. There will come a day when you have to decide whose team you're on, and I think the time is here. I sat with Monroe today while she cried because she missed the life we left. She missed her friends, her co-op, her days as she used to know them. And she knows that 75% of her friends no longer live in Washington. Her friends won't be there if we went back, but we all grieve what we used to have. America as we once knew her is gone and it's our job to defend her. Can I encourage you, my friend, to stay patient? He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So my friends, be strong and immovable always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. If we lose patience in this fight, we lose the battle. If the Lord hasn't called you to leave your state under tyrannical rule, then consider yourself called to be a missionary. Think of yourself as someone on assignment in a dangerous third world country on a mission to share Jesus with as many people as you can. We are going to need missionaries and we're going to need strong, healthy families. God will cover you with grace and protection if you've been called to stay, and He will cover you and send you out if you've been called to go. Only you know to who and where you've been called. Either way, You're going to need to stay close to Jesus and keep your eyes fixed on the truth of his word. Stick to the truth, my friends. What are the facts? Let's keep them as simple as we can. Because I'll tell you, the world likes to be twisty and confusing. Even for those who love Jesus, we aren't immune to deception as much as we'd like to think we are sometimes. We can all get sucked in if we aren't careful. If we don't have the Holy Spirit out in front of our everyday lives, we can be led by our emotions and our fears. And you all know the enemy has a big power play on fear these days. And he's got so many sucked in to the fear narrative. Fear, anxiety, control, classic moves by the number one deceiver. Fear and a confident hope in Jesus Cannot coexist. Somebody is in the driver's seat at all times. Anxiety is driving you, or trust in Jesus is. You can't have two people driving one vehicle as much as you'd like to try. Now, you may have some serious backseat drivers to deal with, but somebody has their hands on the steering wheel. Let's be people who bring heaven down to earth because Jesus already died. He already defeated death. We've got his resurrection power living inside of us. We just need to live like we do. Our culture doesn't like the truth so much right now. It's not attractive. It makes people feel really uncomfortable. The truth is that that sticky pokey thing that some people are putting in their arms has aborted fetal cells in it. That may bother you. It may not bother you. The pokey thing that goes in your arm is also filled with poison and toxins that can kill you. The truth is that for many populations, the thing some people are afraid of has a 99% survival rate. The truth is that people are being coerced, manipulated, and persecuted are not complying with the government. The truth is not popular right now. It's not gonna make you friends, but can I ask you, who do you want in your inner circle right now? I know a lot of Americans believe we are entitled to choice, freedom of choice, but the truth is we aren't entitled to much. If you're a believer and someone who has made Jesus their king, then you have rights as a child of God. But none of those entitle you to choices or freedom in America. The freedoms we have experienced in the past came from thousands of individuals who gave up their lives so we could have the choices we have known. Let's be a people who focus our allegiances on the one true King. We may never have the choices we want to again, but we do have salvation in Jesus that can never be taken away. Okay, let me just pause here for a minute and talk to you about birth for a second. If you're a pregnant mama listening today, this is for you. And then we're gonna get back and do some serious praying. But hear me out. No one is responsible for your birth experience except you. You are powerful and you have control over your birth choices right now. You can walk down the path to lead you to where you want to go. You can set yourself up for success and rest knowing Jesus will take care of the rest of the details, but you've got to get yourself in a position to do that. Americans love choices and we love our rights, but for many reasons, the principles of autonomy and choice don't always apply to our maternity care system. If I could choose and some birth fairy showed up at my door, I'd probably choose to have a baby in Sweden, Norway, or Switzerland. If you live in America, buckle up and do your research and then get to work creating your team. I'd love to come alongside you on your pregnancy journey. If you're interested in learning more about my online birth course, head to www.yourbestbirthcourse.com and check it out. Use the promo code PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at checkout for the special price I offer my listeners. There is a giant foul spirit of death that is wreaking havoc on humanity right now. Yes, physical death, suicide, those types, but also death in relationship, death in a marriage, death in a dream, death in a ministry, literally trying to bring about the end of things. We aren't meant to receive we are meant to receive and drink deeply of the river of life and to use it in this hour as our shield against death all right let me pray for you today and decree these truths over you jesus i command your river of life to be our shield from death on this earth lord i bring the river of life over us around us and through us And through every believer listening to the sound of my voice today i bring the river of life beneath us before us behind us on every side the river that cannot be crossed i bring the river of life over our homes and households around us through us beneath us before behind on every side the river that cannot be crossed oh god you are our life you have breathed into us the breath of life and we have become living beings. Our very existence and our being flow from you. In you, we live and move and have our being. You are the vine and we are the true branch of yours. Father, you have made us alive with Christ. Lord, I pray that through our relationship with you, you would heal restore, renew, and surround every person agreeing with me in prayer today. For as Ezekiel said, where the river flows, everything will live. We now claim the resurrection triumph of Jesus Christ and the power of his empty tomb, the power of the river of life against all forms of death and destruction that would come against us. By Jesus Christ and his great work, we cut off every attempt of our enemies to steal kill or destroy our lives. Death has no mastery over us, for we are united with Christ, one spirit with him. We present our lives to you, Jesus, to be filled with your life. We choose to live by the strength of Jesus Christ and his mighty life. O Lord, would you please make our enemies blind to us as you did for Elisha when he trapped the Aramean army? Show us, Lord, how many are for us. We know your army is at work, and we will be victorious. Lord, would you override any fears in our souls and do all that is on your heart to do in our lives. Would you make us strong in spirit today as we rely on you. We love you, King Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen all right friend thanks for hanging out with me i hope you had fun and were encouraged you're amazing and i can't wait to see you back here next time have a great day